Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. What's up, everybody? It's time for the Vegas Nation podcast here. And normally, this is the Takeaways Day, but today we are doing a special edition, the Super Bowl edition, because Ed Graney and Adam Hill are in Los Angeles where everything is going down at SoFi Stadium on Sunday. And they're going to break down what they've seen since they've had their boots on the ground Probably, uh, what, since Sunday, guys? I don't, I don't wear boots. <laughs> do you have boots, Ed? I, I actually do. I have, what, what do I have? Um, hiking boots. You have cowboy boots? Snow boots? No, just mostly just hiking boots um, and, like, boots that can go in water. Oh, no. I mean, you I don't know. those jet boots that, that I see so, people like, that are fancy on vacations with? Like you have water boots, like if you go to the Narrows in, in Zion and you go through water and you don't get soaking. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking. Do you go? Do you do that kind of fishing where you walk into the water and then stick your hand and get bitten by a fish? Noodling. Noodling. I'm Brad Pitt and a uh, uh, river runs through it. What are you talking about? I don't no, that's fly that. fishing. That's oh, fly fishing. Okay. Noodling. You don't. You don't have a. You don't have a hook. You just stick your hand in a hole in the river. And then a fish bites your hand and then you pull it out. No, yeah. I don't like rivers either. So, no, I, I'm not. I, I don't know anything about that. But I, it is true. We've had our boots on the ground since uh, since Monday here in L.A. Wait, okay. what day is it? It seems like we've been here like three oh. years. Right. Because it's been a whirlwind from going back to Las Vegas last week with everything happening. NHL All-Star plus the Pro Bowl. The two you were like embedded in all of that and then came down. You Did you drive down together? Uh, no, we actually uh, flew down, flew down with uh, myself, Adam, and uh, Vinny Bonsignore, uh, our colleague at the Review Journal. All right. So tell me, what have been your first impressions of the city of Los Angeles, Ed? Um, th- you see, this is weird. We we're talking about this earlier tonight. Um, you know, when you have a Super Bowl in such a vast place, um, it's not as intimate as other, as other cities. So it's so spread out. So there's like blocks and blocks. And I know Adam was telling this to someone, I think on his radio show today, there's blocks and blocks you can drive and you don't even know you're at the Super Bowl. There's no signage. Um, There's very few fans walking around with jerseys on. Now, when you get closer to the convention center where kind of the fan fest is and the media is, you get a little more of that. But I mean, I don't know what Adam thinks. I just, you know, there's a feeling to be at huge events. You know, I've done a ton of final fours and in certain cities like, man, I'm at the final four. Like you can't walk two seconds without seeing jerseys or signage. And then other cities are like, is there a final four going on? And I think that's what kind of LA has been so far. Like, is there really a Super Bowl going on? Because you don't see much unless you're literally at the convention center. Yeah. And for, for better or worse, um, when it's in a city like LA where there's so much going on, it's not really even noticed. I mean, that's the, I think that's the beauty of it. I think there's some people that want a big spectacle and want a big show, but I think the beauty of, you know, it being in L.A. is, yeah, the Super Bowl's here, but they're also filming like 100 movies up the street and everyone here is in show business and, you know, they don't pay attention to, to big spectacles like that. They just ignore it. Um, it can just kind of blend in and be part of the landscape. It doesn't have to be the whole thing taking over. And I think there's both positive and negative aspects to that. I mean, I think you want to feel like you're in a big event, but also at the same time, like, 
you're just here to go see the game or you're here to, you know, in our case, to work. Uh, so, you know, there's something kind of nice about not taking over everything uh, in a city. But for sure, you know, I think you're feeling it more and more as the week goes on around the convention center. It was kind of slow Monday and Tuesday. But now uh, as we get later in the week, it's picking up. You're seeing a lot of, you know, athletes and celebrities and stars out uh, coming down to do interviews on Radio Row and things like that. So it's picking up. It's feeling more and more like the game is coming. Is it? And it is. Is some cities that you walk into that, like Adam said, are spread out. There's others that are more intimate. When you think about how this could play out in Las Vegas, what is your initial feeling when you see what's happening out in Los Angeles and just thinking of how it might play out in Las Vegas when they have the Super Bowl? Um, well, I don't know what Adam thinks of me. I think we're going to get a good taste of that when the draft comes in April um, and how the strip is incorporated into so many events. I was talking to Steve Hill from the convention center and, and actually governor Sislak yesterday about this very thing. They believe it's going to be uh, well, I mean, obviously they believe it's going to be great because if they didn't, why is it coming? If those two guys don't think it's going to be great, but they, you know, they have a good point of like, look, Vegas is built for big events and this, the casinos and the hotels, they know how to put on big events. So they're not, you know, I said, what's your fear? And they didn't really have any fears. They think that it's going to be a really cool time with the strip and how they incorporate all the events for a Super Bowl. The Fan Fest, I'm sure, will be at the convention center like it is here, a little different in that scope. Um, you know, so I actually think Vegas is going to be a cool place for a Super Bowl. You know, Allegiance, you know, we went, Adam and I uh, went out to SoFi Stadium for Roger Goodell's press conference today. And it's kind of a hike from the convention center. You know, you got, you're dealing with LA traffic on the freeways and everything, trying to get out there. Obviously, Allegiant Stadium, if they do anything, there's a lot closer into town there by Tropicana. So I think it has a, I think it has a better chance of bringing some of that intimacy that we're talking about um, back to the Super Bowl. Next year's in Arizona. I've been to Super Bowls in Arizona. I can't remember uh, what I had for breakfast, never mind what those Super Bowls were about. Um, but I still think that, you know, Vegas is going to be a great site for Super Bowl just because we all know what the strip is like. We all know how well it does big events. We just saw it with the NHL All-Star game. I thought they did a tremendous job with that. So I actually think it's going to be a, a good site. I, I think Adam would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And, and especially like we know, you know, we know how to handle events, right? I mean, there's no, you know, there's no question about that. That's what, that's what Vegas does. And Vegas is going to take it to a new level. Uh, obviously when, when we have it, I mean, we know, we know how to do these things and we know how to make them bigger and better. And, you know, if you think that you're doing it well, we'll go. And I'm sure there's people in Vegas, uh, that are planning the Super Bowl that are here right now that are figuring out ways to make it bigger and better because that's what we do. We make everything better and, and it's going to be that way in Vegas. But I do think Vegas, I think the Super Bowl, at least the first time and probably the second time too, uh, Vegas will be one of those cities where it takes over, where we see, um, you know, fans everywhere we see people wearing jerseys at every single resort up and down the strip uh, all over town um I, I think what we'll incorporate it even though it's it is the same kind of city as la with other things going on and events all the time um we also know how to do those big events and make them uh make everybody feel like they're there for that time so i i expect vegas to be great on every single level but i i'm also the uh you know the president of the chamber of commerce of las vegas i'm i'm always supporting it and always thinking we're going to do the best you even have menu items named after you in Las Vegas. Allegedly. Allegedly. I, I have not been to that place to figure it out. but uh, Allegedly, um, my kid loves that meal. <laughs> True. So it does exist. Oh, it exists. I mean, I, I think the last time, I don't know if it still does, but the last time, you know, we've had a pandemic, so it's kind of been hard to go to a lot of places over the last year or so, yeah. but the last time it existed. 
All right. Well, that brings me to actually something I wanted to bring up because of the pandemic. A lot of the stuff here has been virtual. Um, a lot of things in Los Angeles have been like, usually you can go to Roger Goodell's press conference. You guys were able to go, but it wasn't listed on the agenda at all as being uh, something that you you could go to my thought was when I saw the agenda that it was going to be virtual. And then I heard you could go to SoFi stadium. So like how much different is the actual Super Bowl week right now? And do you anticipate that maybe next year it kind of lets up and it's different, uh, not everything being so virtual, especially with the team and the players. I mean, we didn't get opening night this year. Yeah, I mean, opening night's one of those kind of crazy times. Everyone, you know, you got the people who dress up and do crazy questions and everything, and that's part of Super Bowl week. And I know, like, some media, like, the, you know, the people who like to think they're purists say, oh, that's, that's a bunch of nonsense. You know what? That's part of it. That's part of the, that's part of the Super Bowl to go to opening night and to see the craziness. Um, I don't know what Adam thinks. Look, if it's not virtual, you're literally in a hotel ballroom, and these guys are at risers, and you're probably not going to get a question in unless you're really close to them. You, you have a better chance, in my view, in the virtuals to actually get a question. And so what we do for our jobs, it's not as bad as I think we thought when we said, oh, it's got to go virtual because we've all been to Super Bowls. And when it's not virtual, like I said, you, let, let's say Tom Brady, in this instance, Joe Burrow. I mean, you don't get near these guys. You're literally in the back of a line in a riser and you can't barely hear them. So for what we do, I think the virtuals work out better. It takes away a lot of the intimacy, obviously, because you're not in the same room with them. And you're just kind of like they're just staring at a screen. They don't see you. You don't you know, you're seeing them. They don't see you. Um, so I don't think it's as bad at all. I mean, I, I do think when you miss stuff like opening night, it takes away some of the charm of the Super Bowl. Um, but I don't think the virtuals have been all that bad. In fact, you, you can go back. The other thing is you can go back and watch them if you miss something. So I think for us, for what you and I and Adam do, I think it's really, really good. I don't know what people on the outside would think, but if you're not covering the game on a daily basis and you don't need those quotes, I don't know where it would matter very much. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to when I get into LA is uh, seeing the Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, Eminem, all that. They're supposed to have a halftime uh, press conference on Thursday. Adam. Do you know, like, who's going to be there? Do we know what special guest is going to show up? Because it doesn't exactly list whether yeah. it's going to be Kendrick Lamar. or Do you know? Do you have the inside scoop? Well, I feel like that it's, you know, usually, I'm just, I don't want to go too far and say it, but usually it's all of them. Whoever's going to be performing is going to be there. So my assumption would be that, you know, K-Dot and, and Dre and Eminem uh, and Mary J. Blige, everybody's going to be there. Snoop. The whole crew. Is this going to be the highlight for you of Super Bowl week? That's not even a legitimate question. I mean, it's not even close. But this, <laughs> this would be the highlight of any week. This would be the highlight of any day. I mean, this the highlight of mine. Yeah. I already put the you know I, I did a story this week ranking the top five uh, halftime shows of all time. And spoiler alert: this is already number one. It hasn't even happened yet. I'd love to find out. I, I got to read it. I don't want any spoilers here on this podcast, but I'm going to have to ask you later on where you put somebody that was my favorite, which was Prince, but I'm going to have to get back to that one. I'm pretty sure it's not your top. I'm just guessing, but I don't want you to spoil it here. No, this podcast. one's already number one. It hasn't even happened yet. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get into all of that, I'm sure, at another time. Uh, with I want to hear it on Unsportsmanlike Conduct because that podcast will still be dropping this week on Friday. Right now, it we're going to take be. a quick. 
Won't it? Won't it? As, well, we, three days, three times a week, we got these podcasts. We're, 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 we're basically week to week at this point. Okay. All right. We'll give in you life. That. Yeah. This might life. be it right here. <laughs> but here, we'll take a quick break. I want to remind everybody to hit subscribe wherever you're listening. And we were brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download that mobile app today. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Welcome back to the Vegas Nation Super Bowl edition podcast. It's Heidi Fang here, and I'm joined with Adam Hill and Ed Greeny, who are down in Los Angeles, checking out all the things happening around the town or not happening around the town, if you were listening in the earlier half. So uh, just thinking about all the things that were happening around town and, and with the halftime show and all of that stuff. Uh, how much focus have you guys seen in town about the actual game as far as getting the player availabilities and those kinds of things? But since it's been virtual, like we mentioned, has it been as much as usual, Ed? Uh, in terms of fans being able to see players and stuff like that? Or no, just like the players actually being with the media, talking, you oh. know, being able to, yeah. Yeah, not at all. Uh, we get one day, all. we get one day in person with them. That's on Friday. Um, uh Cincinnati is out at UCLA's Drake Stadium. Um, the Rams were out at Cal Lutheran until it got too windy today and then it got moved to the Rose Bowl. So my assumption is Sean McVay will keep them out at the Rose Bowl because it's really, really windy. The one thing we should talk about, what I thought was interesting, um, and I'm sure Adam has the same sunburn as I do now. Um, we went out <laughs> to Roger Goodell today. Uh, they had us in the sun for the press conference and it was in the 80s. Uh, I was watching uh, the forecast tonight and for Sunday, for game day, it's supposed to be 90. Um, wow. So that changes a little from past Super Bowls we've been at of late um, and recently. But no, they just, they're, I mean, look, you never see players um, other than interviews during Super Bowl week. And then come Thursday, it's, you know, this, and this time it's Friday, they shut them down and no one sees anybody except the head coaches until game time. Um, so fans, you know, what most fans see sometimes are former players. Adam and I have seen a lot of former players at Radio Row coming around doing their, you know, their, their interviews and getting, you know, tugged around by publicity people and security people. Um, but so I'd have to go to the fan fest to see how many people have been there, but I'll go back to our original point. It's just, it's, as Adam said, it's, you know, it's, it's just one of many things here in LA. There's a million things going on in LA and the Super Bowl kind of blends in and you can think that that's good or bad. Um, but that's just the reality of it. There's no, there's nothing, no other way to put it. You, you could go down, many, many streets in LA and have absolutely no clue that there's a Super Bowl here. Adam, something I wanted to touch on with you is about some of the numbers. You're always good at, at these things and the props. Um, always hundreds of them during the, you know, the Super Bowl and leading up to it. So is there any prop right now that you have your eye on that it's like, wow, this one is pretty insane and I'm going to have to bet it? So I did, you know, I did quite a few uh, crazy ones when I was talking to some of my friends. We tried to go over some, uh, some really silly ones. 
before I left Vegas the other day. Uh, but I think when you start to look at some of the major ones that are out there, and especially some of the individual player props, um, certainly one I'd be looking at uh, is Cam Akers under, uh, the running back for the Rams. Now, this is not a super strong uh, play for me. Um, it, it would be one that I would look at uh, just because you're kind of fading a lot of other people. Uh, one thing I've learned from kind of talking about this and going over this for so long is that if everyone in the world likes a certain thing, you probably should go against it if you want to win in the long term. And, you know, I was talking to – it's crazy, uh, me and Ed were actually discussing this, that, you know, a few years ago, gambling was not allowed to be discussed. You couldn't even mention it. You couldn't even mention Las Vegas. Yeah. Las Vegas was, you know, persona non grata among the league. And you look among Radio Row right now, the largest booths, the largest setups, the largest presences are of online sports books and and even even sports books with uh, brick and mortar locations uh, around the country. It's nuts how much gambling has just taken over the Super Bowl and Radio Row in such a short period of time. Um, but if if you walk as you walk around, everybody's discussing prop bets. And I was talking to a, a former sports book director who said every single interview has gone on. The person hosting the show said, "I like Cam Akers over every single person." Yeah. And in that and case, like 64, love, 64 yeah, and, and it's going up. And, and when that, in that case, when people love a certain side, uh, it's best to go against it. Uh, and it's also backed up in, in, you know, actual uh, substance as well. Not just the fact that everybody's going the other way, uh, but it does look like Darrell Henderson is going to play. That's kind of a little bit of a surprise. So now the Rams have three guys. Sean McVay said it's going to be a hot hand. So if Sony Michelle or uh, Darrell Henderson uh, gets going early, maybe they're the guy that gets a lot of the carries and Cam Akers, uh, doesn't even get a whole lot of touches. So uh, there's two possible ways to win that. Uh, so I, I would look uh, in that direction uh, for, you know, for anything. Uh, also, you know, I, I was going to also point out that he fumbled early in the postseason, and uh, that could keep him from getting much of carries as well. I think there's a lot of reasons to like the Cam Akers under. All right, Cam Akers under. Um, what about in terms of plus four and a half? Uh, I think that's what I saw the Bengals at as far as the pregame Um the line there. What do you think of that? Yeah, I don't love either side uh, necessarily, side or total, but I'll, I'll, t- I'll leave people with this because I know they don't just like us to, to sit on the fence and not have any opinion. <laughs> um, I, I always tell people uh, if you're going to bet the Super Bowl to bet, if you want the most value possible, you bet the favorite on the money line. And, and there's a reason for that. Um, obviously, the favorite is expected to win. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but they're expected to win the game. Um, and the number is different than it would be at any other time in the year. I saw a minus 190 on this game. I think in general it's about minus $2, even minus 210. Mm-hmm. But ordinarily a four-and-a-half-point favorite, especially playing at home, is going to be more like a 240, 250, even higher than that. The reason is if you're going to bet the Super Bowl, a lot of people are just, you know, this is maybe their only bet they make per year, and they're going to walk up to the counter and they're going to say, uh, I want to bet the Bengals. And they'll give them a ticket at plus four and a half and they'll only be winning, you know, 90, 91 cents for every dollar they bet. And like, oh, I don't like this. Well, if you bet the money line, you get more than you bet. It's a, it's a much better payoff. And they say, okay, give me that instead. So everybody either bets the favorite to cover or the underdog on the money line. And so that money line really condenses and, and it's the best value you're ever going to get. Uh, in an NFL game. So favorites on the money line is always the way to go. I'm not saying the Rams are going to win. I'm not saying that's what I would bet necessarily, but that is your best value pretty much every year as a better. All right, Ed, I wanted to get your take now on the actual game. What are you predicting right now? If you look at Bengals Rams, 
now that we've sorted out some of the betting numbers, what's your take on these two teams and who can get it done? Excuse me. I was having some trail mix. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, look, I, 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 I'm excited to watch the game. I'm excited to see if how the Rams built their team ends up in a, in a championship. And if in fact, if it does, not everyone can do what the Rams did. I mean, they can, but I don't know if everyone would be willing to do to trade all the ones away and try to build a team that way and try to go out and sign big, big time free agents and have obviously a cap guy who knows what they're doing. But I am really fascinated to see if they can finish it off with a win here. And then if you go to the other side, you know, kind of the quote unquote Cinderella, um, I, I think it'd be great if Joe Burrow led them to a Super Bowl title. Like we shouldn't have rooting interests, I guess, if I'm completely honest. I think a better story is the Bengals um, as the Cinderella um, winning. But I, I, I'm like Adam. I don't have a feel either way. If you told me one would win, I'd believe you. And the other one, I'd believe you just because of how the playoffs have played out. Um, I want to see what the crowd's like in SoFi. We saw how kind of the Niners um, were able to take over SoFi for the NFC Championship. So it'll be really interesting to see what the break in crowd is between the Rams fans, Bengals fans, and just fans who go to the Super Bowl have a lot of money to buy, buy tickets. Um, there's probably going to be a ton of Raider jerseys in there because the Raiders uh, own LA still in my mind, and they're still the most popular team here. Now, maybe they buy tickets, maybe they wouldn't. Um, but I, you know, I'm looking forward to the game. I have no clue what's going to happen. Usually you have a side, it's like Adam said, usually you have a side that you like, usually you have somewhere you're leaning I can't lean either way here. I, 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 I swear, if you told me either one and how by how much I'd be like, okay, I just agree with you. I have no way to, I, I, in my mind, I just can't break it down to where I think one's a prohibitive favorite. All right. There you have it. Adam Hill. Uh, is, that, is that, is that scientific enough for you? I guess everything I was hoping yeah. for yeah. with trail mix so, and all does, I, is it have the M&Ms in it though? Cause to me, it's not the trail mix unless it has the M&Ms in it. Oh, it's the third day with the bag. Those were gone the first hour. Oh, okay. All right. Down so it is a solid and trail mix and like bad trail mix, but um, I'm glad I was able to follow my trail mix with such insightful commentary about who might win the game. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. It's better to hear you chew trail mix than to hear me coughing. So um, I appreciate both of you two spending the time with me. You can catch them both on radio row. Their shows on ESPN 1100 as well. And of course on VegasNation.com. we'll be with you from super bowl week in Los Angeles. I'm getting in on Thursday, going to be working out some things with that halftime show. Looking forward to it. Going to be out in the ground, trying to get as much done as I can to cover what we can see and all of those things. So catch it all on VegasNation.com, LVRJ.com. And also don't forget, you can still pick it up in print with the newspaper as well. Uh, Ed Greeny, Adam Hill, for both of those guys, I'm Heidi Fang. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.